Thank you. Oh, my. And the recorder, you want the recorder on as well? I don't know. Technicalities here. And I think you might want to turn the microphone down because I'll hurt people's ears when I get uh, motivated and passionate. I tend to shout a little bit. If that's uncommon to you, forgive me, but uh, it's who I am, you know. <laughs> uh, I've been in ministry for 42 years, and I know I look old, and I am, uh, but just 42 years in ministry, planted a church myself uh, about 35 years ago, and two years ago handed it off to uh, a younger man who is the pastor now. I'm still there as part of the team, uh, one of the elders and the apostolic and prophetic uh, functional part of the team in the local church. What I want to speak to you about this morning is uh, what is the destination? You know, we call ourselves uh, Destination Church Belfast or Destination Church uh, Phoenix. And what I hope to do this morning is paint a picture that you could clearly see insofar as the destination. And it's clearly identified in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 13. And just let me read that. If you want to follow in your Bible, you could. And he gave some as apostles and some as prophets and some as evangelists and some as pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ until, 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 my recorder's not stuck, until, until we attain to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to a mature man, to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ." And so what's being revealed to us here is the destination for the church of the Lord Jesus Christ is that we come to the full measure of himself. Hello? So as you consider Christ and the measure he has of his Father, his destination for us, his plan, and what he expects to happen is that we, the church, are the representation in the earth of Jesus in his fullness. Now think about that for a moment. Maybe already, as you've heard me say this, you're thinking, well, gee, that's real nice, but I don't know how that happens. Maybe you're even thinking, I haven't really seen that in the church yet. Well... It's sad if you have not seen it, but that is still the divine intention of God is for his church to be a representation of his son, Jesus Christ, and that the full measure of Christ be present. And I'm here to testify that it is not only possible, but achievable. The church that I am part of is a full measure church, and there are others. I have been in many others. And by that, what I mean is the fullness of Jesus Christ is present. Now, here's the thing. We don't start there just like we don't start life at a full measure, do we? We don't start life. We start life in infancy. 
And the until part that I repeated numerous times in the verses that I read, what that means and what we need to understand is that we become the full measure of Christ. And we become his full measure church. And so what until means is it is a process. It's a journey. It takes some time and process. But like anything, if you know the destination, then you realize that the time and process is not only tolerable, but it is useful because there's a destination. The reason we run the time and we apply the process is because we want to get to the destination. So the destination is the full measure of Jesus Christ. And I would encourage you that it is a glorious destination. Now, the content and the intent of these few verses are this. Number one, when he talks about he gives some as apostles, prophets, teachers, pastors, evangelists for the equipping of the saints. What he means here by gives some as, these designations is of ministry functions are the means to the body getting equipped so that it together can become the full measure of Jesus Christ. And so my interest in being here and participating with you is I want to add the measure God has given me into the measure he's giving you and you and you and you and you. And therefore, we can end up with, we can come to the destination of his full measure. that making sense? How many here uh, have built something, anything? Built a house, built a wheelbarrow, uh, whatever. You've built something. Isn't there a significant fulfillment in participating in building something. There's some achievement that, that does something for us. And so God has given these leadership designations, and the intention of them is that his church comes to a full measure. And so the responsibility that I have as a Christian leader is to bring my measure and have a vision and some ability to help others find their measure so that together we come to this full measure. So God provides the means through leadership, and the purpose then is to equip the body of Christ that they find their measure, and together we have his full measure. And I'll explain more about this as we continue and go on. And you're starting here just a few months now. So you're on the front side of until. I'm, I'm on the long-term side, or what one might call the full measure of time and process, 42 years of ministry and being Christian. And I really have enjoyed the time. I have really enjoyed the process. Now, let me ask you a question. Why have I enjoyed it? Well, why does one enjoy much of anything? We enjoy things in life, and we enjoy one another, and we we enjoy life generally because we come to one destination, one fulfillment, one gathering and obtaining and enjoying of fruit, and then another. So I've enjoyed this time and this process because of all the blessing and the fruit that comes from it. When we find the Lord's full measure, you're on the front side. 
Next, full measure destination. Jesus intends for every Christian to find maturity in him. So if you're here this morning and you're thinking, well, I don't know if I could be part of a full measure church. I'm, I don't have much ability or talent. Oh, you do. God comes and helps us identify what it is that we do have, and he causes that to be matured so that we can supply it. And another thing that I found, when I started Christianity, I, was, I not only didn't think I had much I could give or much I could do, but I was at a negative. I was at a deficit. I came uh, with a marriage that was troubled and separated and looking like it was going to disintegrate. I got saved in a church when uh, my wife and I were separated over 40 years ago. And I usually forget to add this bit of the testimony. We didn't divorce. But I came troubled and messed up. So how do you get from there to fullness and to maturity? The time and the process, knowing and believing by faith that God will not leave you like he found you on the personal side, and neither does he want to leave his church like he may find it. And I want to encourage you today. You're just starting. There's a few people. Hopefully that's enjoyable to you, but it won't stay like that as long as you have the vision and the clear picture of what the destination really is. And you see that you can be a tremendous contributor to all of that. So years ago, I came to the church at a deficit, and uh, the pastor and the other leaders and the people there invested in me. And I was amazed that in a relatively short period of time, great changes were made, so much so that my wife decided, well, I'm not leaving this man because he's changed and he's different. And she inquired about how that happened, and she came to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And then she entered the process and the time of the process, and she matured as well. And now our, our family is whole and healthy, and our grandchildren know Jesus Christ, and our children know Jesus Christ. And I'm not bragging, I'm just testifying. Life's good. Life's good personally. Life is good in the body of Christ. I could tell you stories all day, don't have time, but life's good. Life is especially good. You know where Jesus said in John 10, 10, he came that we might have life and have it abundantly. You know where you get that life. You get it from the person, Jesus Christ, that's in the full measure church. I found salvation there. I found counsel there. I found maturity there. I found discipleship there. I found so much that I had more than I needed, so I began to give it away, just like was given to me. I gave the measure that was given to me. I gave to others, and then their measure increased, and we just kept putting that together, and we come to the place where we're in, and we are the full measure church. Now, how is this worked out, and what does it mean for the individual in regard to becoming the full measure church? Well, first, it's understanding that the full-measure church is not a thing. The full-measure church is the person, Jesus Christ, 
realized by the people that are part of the church. Consider Colossians chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. For in him, that being Jesus, for in him all the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form, and in him you have made complete. You have been made complete, and he is the head over all rule. Now, that's directed and applied toward we believers and we who comprise each and every local church. But too often what happens is what I call reductionism, reductionism of who or what, the reductionism of Jesus. We think about being full-measure church, and if I were uh, describing what each of the pieces are in a full-measure church or the manifestations of a full-measure church, we could easily go off to each piece. But Jesus is the full measure. His presence causes all the activity, all the things of the church to be present. And so too often we're interested in having more people or a better prayer meeting or uh, a, a, a better sound system or whatever it might be. And we're all focused on those things when, in fact, we need to stay focused on the person Jesus Christ because he is all, in all, for all. He produces the fullness in the church, not the things that are present. So achieving full measure maturity is not about the thing of the measure, but the man, the person, Jesus Christ being that measure. So it's important that full measure maturity as a vision doesn't get separated from the person Jesus unto the things that we need or even what it is that we want to become. I have found that uh, if leadership has a vision of that and they have some manifestation of the fullness of Jesus, it is so helpful because we not only have vision of it that's a bit abstract, but we see it in people that draws us and helps us. So, fullness leaders. I consider myself a fullness leader. I know the destination. And it's not things, it is the fullness of Jesus Christ, which manifests everything. Recently, I was in uh, one of our AMI churches in uh, Veracruz, Mexico. And uh, they were celebrating their 10th anniversary. I always go to their anniversary celebration. Grand time, a grand church. But... The man that's the pastor of that church was a missionary in Spain, and his work as a missionary in Spain was he was an accountant for a missionary group. He really wasn't doing any, you know, spiritual ministry, really. He was uh, what we in the United States call a bean counter. And uh, the uh, the money from the local church that he then was part of in Mexico uh, stopped coming. And so he and his family had no support. So he called me a bit in a panic and uh, asked me what he should do. And 
that he needed help, I sent him money, and my wife and I happened to be going there on a wedding anniversary celebration. We met him in Barcelona, and we prayed for him in a hotel room. And I got a prophetic word, and I prophesied to him, uh, this has looked like the devil, but it's God. You're supposed to go home and plant a church. Huh? He looked at me very funny. But he knew me. He knew that I'm a full measure man of God. Full measure. Full measure. And what he said was, well, I, I, with a bit of stuttering, and you could tell he was really nervous. He said, well, I, okay, but I don't know how to do it. But if you say, do it, I'll do it. And so I was at the 10th anniversary celebration a few weeks ago. Hello? From nothing but a revelation of a full measure church, there is a full measure church. This church come in a similar way. Now, I don't, we have a little maybe disagreement about this, but it's not, it's not, it doesn't separate us. I gave him that word twice. The first time I gave it to him was in Romania. We were there doing ministry, and it was a similar situation. I spoke it to him, and he had a power encounter with God. And then again here, I think it was twice. Either way, God has manifested it, which we're happy of. Anyway, back to Mexico. Tenth anniversary celebration, there's only 600 in the house. You know, 600. There was only about 25 that made first-time decisions to know Jesus Christ on that Sunday morning. And he now is walking into his apostolic measure. I was with him in February. We went to Cuba. He'd been there twice already. He's gathered 30 pastors and churches that have no affiliation with anyone. They want headship, leadership. They want to be full-measure churches. And so now he's apostolic over 30 churches in another country, grown a church of 600, and everything's present. The manifestation of gifts, the presence of the Spirit, great evangelism, worship's extraordinary. <laughs> From nothing. How does that happen? This, what you have here didn't exist. But it exists, it, it exists right now. And maybe you see it in seed form. That's okay. It's okay to see it in seed form as long as you see what God sees. And what God sees is his full measure church in the future. And so we continue in what he's given us and what he's revealing to us until. And we will get through the until. It takes some investment, but we will. And you need to know and have this vision because in the interim between the starting time and the realization of being the full measure church, it takes time and process. It takes some sacrifice. It takes some uh, commitment. 
But is it ever powerful? And I, I, I go there and I, I just have the greatest joy. I, I'm here today and I have the greatest joy that you are present. In that Mexico trip, my uh, son Luke was with me. Now, he was raised in the church. He knows Christ, but uh, he was out and away from the church and Christ for a, for a while in his life. He's 36 now, married, four children. He and his wife are on fire for God. And uh, at our summit this year, he had a major power encounter with the Holy Spirit, got up prophesying like fire in the wind, uh, went and took a microphone away from a singer on the worship team and started singing and singing prophetic songs. He doesn't sing. But he sang. He doesn't prophesy, but he prophesied. Hello? He goes to Mexico with me, and before we left, I had a vision that when I was preaching there on that Sunday morning, I would start prophesying, calling people out at random and prophesying to them, and that he would join me and do the same. And it is, and it was. I did, and he did. You tracking with me? You know where that came from? It comes from the Spirit of God, but the vehicle for these things taking place come from leadership that are full-measure leaders and have a vision for a full-measure church, and they work the until through the time and the process until the church comes to a full measure, and then those kinds of things are happening. Every Sunday, that's what happens in a full-measure church. Somebody's getting saved, transformed, uh, filled with power, delivered. There's something happening consistently on and on and on. It is exciting. It is joyous. But the thing to discover is, okay, we like all that, but how do we get there? Well, these guys know. couple of things to share with you in regard to how it works. What's your part? Ephesians 1, 22 and 23 says this, And he put all things in subjection under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him, get this now, who fills all in all. He fills all things in all members. Hello. As I look back on who I was and where I came from, it is astounding to me. I was born in the uh, Midwest of America in Michigan. I have many relatives there. I go back and, and visit each summer, and I moved from there Uh, 42 years ago, became a Christian in Arizona. And to this day, I go there, I meet with my relatives and relate to them, and they still scratch their head and they say, we, how did, what happened to you? And I tell them. And they cry. And I lead them to Christ. Or they tell me they're sick and I pray for them and they get healed. They tell me their children are troubled, and we pray for them. Children change. It's a journey to a destination, but please be encouraged and convicted. It's worth 
making the trip, and it is more than worth paying the cost. Hello? Think about it like this. You go to work every week. Work really hard, I'm sure. Maybe you've got a house payment. Why do you go to work? You like living in that house, right? You like sleeping in that bed. You like uh, being able to set the thermostat to a temperature you're really comfortable with. Turn on the lights, cook those meals, play with your children. You like all of that, right? Well, insofar as being a Christian and being in the full measure church, that's, that's what it is. And if you participate in building it by putting your measure in, then a similar kind of thing happens to you. So here's, here's how it works. To each member is given a measure. Everybody gets a measure. Now, everyone doesn't have the full measure of Jesus. But you have the unique measure that he wants to give you. And when you bring your measure and you add it in the context of church life and function, the result is that the full measure comes. But one of the great problems in the church at large is that people don't know that and don't know how that works. Ephesians 4 4 through 7. There is one body and one spirit, just as also you were called to one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. There it is again. All. In all, through all, for all, but to each one, meaning each member of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. So when each of us receive the measure God gives us, and we bring it together in the context of church life, what here is called the body of Christ, then the full measure is achieved. But if we don't know that, we can miss it. And or there are people... Now, I don't know if this happens here in the context of, of your uh, culture and churches, but in the United States, uh, we have what's called uh, church hoppers and shoppers. Do you know those terms? People go just from one place to another. Why do they do that? They do it because they're looking for something for themselves, They just come to get something. They have no concept of giving something. But what they don't understand is that they're never going to find the full measure of their need met because they never receive their measure and they do not apply it into the body of Christ, and therefore the body of Christ doesn't have a full measure so that their measure and their need could be met. Making sense. So if you're here, please be committed to seek your full measure, your unique measure, and be committed to serve with it and make application of it into the church here And then this church will be a full measure church, 
And two things happen then. You have abundant life personally as a Christian. That's a good thing. You know what I'm talking about. How many here want abundant life? Cool. How many have it? Uh Uh-oh. That's a good thing. If you all had it, I'd just go home now. If you want it and you don't have it, get a vision to be part of a full-measure church. Independently, you will never find it. It doesn't work like that. That isn't God's plan. We come together, and together we make up the full measure. And your need is met from the full measure uh, availability to you. And if your measure's missing, then the fullness is not present. Four reasons why the church at large often is missing the full, the full measure. Number one, they confuse the, the source of the fullness. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. It, it's not whether they got a choir or a, a, a brass organ or a, a, a pastor with a doctorate's degree. Those are not the reasons, although those may not be bad things. They confuse the source, and the source is Jesus. And number two, they confuse the resources, the five ministry giftings, what's called the five-fold ministry, apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher. Often that is confused, and what people think is, well, that person has got something special, and I go to him, and he, he gives me what I need. No, 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 no. The responsibility of those in that list of the five is to work together as a team to equip the members so that all the members have their need met and find their measure. Therefore, the full measure is present in the body. One person. You know, we we have a great deficit, and this is a little off topic, but I really do want to mention it. It is this. The model we see in the earth is a church has a pastor, right? And he is the man, right? He is the man. He preaches the sermons, and he prays the prayers. He, He leads everything. He makes all the hospital visits and home calls and whatever it is. Look at your hand for a moment. Five fingers, right? Could you play the guitar as well as you do with just your thumb? That wouldn't work very well, would it? Much of the church is a one-fingered hand church. There's a hand, but it's only got one finger. It'd be kind of weird, wouldn't it? No matter which finger it was, it would be defective. We need all five to find this. And I I, I know it's a bit of a stretch, but I know from experience that it's possible. So we confuse the source, we confuse the resources, and also the church at large has been unaware of God's offer of this fullness. And number four, lastly, each individual Christian has been unaware that there is a measure for them. And I find that most Christians 
think that their measure is what they were born with. Well, I don't do that because that's not me. Boy, if I, if I, if I stayed in that place, I wouldn't be here today. And my son would have never been born, and all my grandchildren wouldn't exist. <laughs> 